Hello and welcome to Read, Pray, Share family. Thank you for joining us for another Read, Pray, Share podcast. Today's episode comes from a Bible study lesson led by Sean Pierce from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. We pray that it blesses you in totality. Enjoy. And so I'm excited to be back in Bible study with you all. Uh, this is the last Saturday in the month of January. And so we've been having four weeks of great Bible study. We've been learning on what it means to live for Christ, uh, how to live for Christ, uh, why we ought to live for Christ. And then last week, Jordan brought us a powerful message about the cause of Christ. And so I truly believe that these last four weeks has changed everyone's life. It's changed my life. Uh, and I pray that it changed y'all's. Um, but it allowed us to, to see how important it is to understand God's word, to apply God's word, not just for our relationship with Christ and not just to better our lives, but also so that others may be able to see Christ through each and every one of us. And so today, the word, uh, the word of God is going to come from the book of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter six. Um, we're going to only be looking at eight verses, but those eight verses that we're going to look at, it's a lot of of. of, of it's a lot of text. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of things that we're going to have to understand um, through this study. And so today in God's word, we're going to give God's going to give us a checklist. He's going to give us a checklist of the equipment that we have to wear daily. Uh, after this word today, we should be able to end this month and move throughout this year and years to come living true committed lives to Christ. All right. And so if you'll turn to Ephesians 6, we'll, we'll walk right through there. And so to begin this, I, I'm an ex-football player. So I played college football. And in college football, I had a checklist. <clears throat> I had a checklist for every Saturday uh, as I got ready for battle against another opponent. But before that Saturday came Monday through Friday, and I had to follow that same checklist so that on Saturday, when it was time for game day, I was accustomed to the checklist of gear that I was going to have to wear. And so that checklist had, you know, a helmet, it had shoulder pads, it had knee braces, it had ankle braces, it had fine hip pads, it had special cleats, and last but not least, it had a mouth guard. And so that equipment was for my safety, but this was also to be able to execute uh, safely to reach victory at the end of the game. So today, God's Word is going to give us a, a, a daily checklist that we must use every single day as we commit as we live committed lives for the one that died for us. And so as we go into verse 10, verse 10 says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Paul in this verse jumps just straight off and says, listen, it's a must that day day that you be strong. But the, the thing about being strong is our strength doesn't come from us. It doesn't come from our own selves. It's not something that we are, uh, uh, um, able to bring up within ourselves. This strength that he's telling us to be strong in is in the Lord. And so this first part, uh, uh, Paul wants us to understand that we have to rely on God's strength and his power to strengthen us day to day. This is important because we have to know that throughout this journey it is a must that we stay strong and that we know that it's from that strength that we need to stay strong is from our Father, Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And so you can only do all things, all things including getting strength, getting power, 
getting the things that you need, not through yourself, but through Christ. All right. Uh, verse 11, it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Verse 11 and 12, Paul tells us that it is a must that each and every day we live committed lives to Christ by putting on the full armor of God. Not 50%, not 75%, but he says put on the full armor. All right, verse, verse 12 tells us why we must put on the full armor. He says he wants us to know that when we live committed lives, living a committed life means that you have now decommitted from living of the world, which is corrupted by the demons that are controlled by the devil. All right, so when you chose to commit your life to Christ, when you chose to say that God is it's all about you, it's your way, not my way, when you, just, when you decide to declare that, that was you decommitting from the life that you used to live which was a life that was of the world because you can only live two lives. You can only live a life for Christ or you can only, or you live a life for the world, which is controlled by demons. And so right here, Paul tells us in verse 12 that when you commit your life to Christ, you have not decommitted. And so when you decommit, you have to know that you are now going to face what's in there in the world that you used to go through and so we tend to think that our battles what we go through each and every day that, that it's with people that, that we're battling with someone that's just crazy or we're battling with someone that's just mad at us or we're, we're battling with, with with people that just are against us but it's not people no our battles are with the demons that are being used through people that are controlled by the evil one. And so it's not that you're battling through, you're not, you're, you're not battling through people. It says in this verse, it says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against the people, but it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You're not, you're not dealing with people. You're dealing with demons that are being used through people. Right. And so these demons play tricks on us. They try to play schemes on us. They try to do things to allow us and make us fall back into the lives that we decommitted from. And so not only are they using people to, to, to treat you wrong and not only are they using people to, 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 to try to uh, devour you and, and, and do things that are making you feel worthless and feel like you're not worth worthy of what God has told you you are worthy of. It's not just those people, but it's also the devil that tries to attack you in those spaces where the things of uh, situation and circumstances got you down. And so he was attacking you, trying to get you to go back to the easy life, the life where you live in sin, the life where it's okay to, 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 to go do the things that you used to do. It's okay to do the things that you decommitted from. But Right here in this verse, Paul just wants us to know that that's what that is. It's not people. It's not just people. It's not just demons that are being used through people, but it's also the devil will, will, will attack you himself. And so 
But 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 one thing about it is we can be encouraged in Deuteronomy 31 and 6. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So that verse right there, that I just read, should put a smile on your face uh, because we are equipped, not just with the armor that we're going to talk about in this chapter, but we're equipped to know that when we go through these different things, we don't even have to fear or even be scared of that stuff because the one that has never lost a battle, the one that, 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 that wins any and everything that he goes against that has already conquered the world is with us. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 13 says, then put on the full armor so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. I, I really love this. So verse 13, Paul tells us that because we know that and understand that the devil will insult us, he will attack us. He'll attack our emotions. He'll attack our feelings. He'll attack our self-worth. He'll, he'll attack us uh, and tempt us to do things that we used to desire, to do things that used to trip us up, to do things that used to entangle us. But if we choose to put on the full armor of God, uh, Shay, the, the scriptures are Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18. Um, since we know that, that he's going to attack us in, the, in these ways, it's a must we put on the full armor of God so when attacks come, we are well equipped to do one thing, though. And this verse really tripped me up because I think as we talk about this, we, we're going to get in our mind that well, we are equipped to fight. We are equipped to, 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 to beat the devil up. But no, Paul wants us to know that when these when these battles do come, when we when we are facing different things, when we're facing people that, that are that are being used by the demons and we're facing the devil. We don't even have to fight. All we have to do is stand. That's good news to me because it allows me to understand that I don't even have to 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 to, to go in thinking that I'm going to get uh, beat up, battered or bruised. All I got to do is know that I just got to stand strong. And be well equipped. Listen, that should make you the happiest believer in the world that Paul says, get equipped so you can stand. Not get equipped so you can go into battle and get beat up, battered, and bruised. No, no, just get equipped with the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God so you can stand. So you can stand not so you can die fighting or get injured i don't know if that's making you happy but it's making me happy all over again no not that you have to do none of that but that you can just stand your ground listen second chronicles 20 17 says you will not have to fight this battle take up your positions stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. Listen, all you have to do is stand. 
and trust and believe that the God that you serve never loses a battle. And he's going to be with you through the battle because he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Just stand. Second Chronicles 2017. Simply saying that the battle is not yours. God is with you and equipped you to stand firm. Stand. And so now we're going to go into the checklist. We're going to go into, well, how do we get equipped? What are we equipped with? What do we need to wear? What do we need to check off this list? Verse 14, it says, stand firm then. Stand with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Verse 14, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Verse 14 says, stand strong with the belt of truth around your waist. The belt of truth. I love this. Paul tells us that it's not important. I mean, Paul tells us that it's not just important that you understand the truth and apply it for the transformation of your life like we've been talking about, but also because attacks come from the father of lies. John 8.44 says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was murdered from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks the native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So in order to tell if anything is a lie, you must know the truth. In order for you to stand up against any lies, you have to know what the truth is. And so let me, let me give you an example. When the devil says that you're not worth it, well, you can remember the truth. To know that you were worth so much that your father sent his son to die for you. You were worth saving. When the devil says that what you did was too bad and for you to come back from and, 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 and you'll never be anything because of the sins that you committed and because you fell short. Well, you can remember that nothing is too big or too small for God to forgive you of. And not only that is, not only that, when you can remember that those sins that, that, that you have done, when you come to him and walking for repentance, confessing your sin and committing to, a, to changing, your word, changing your ways through Christ, 1 John 1 through 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Also, when the devil says that it's too much for God to fix you, it's, it's too much for God to fix you, not, not you, he can't fix you. You've done too much. He can't fix nothing that you that you've done. You are too low. You, he can't fix you anymore. Well, you can always remember that Matthew 19, 26 says Jesus looked at, him, looked at him and said, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Jeremiah 32, 27 says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? So when you remember this truth, you can always stand, stand up against the lies that the devil will tell you. But, but if you don't, if you don't remember the truth, if you don't know the truth, that's where we get caught up in accepting the lies that the devil has told us. When we get in that spot of, oh, I'm not worth it, that's where we get to accepting that because we don't understand that I am worth it because I, I'm worth so much that Christ died for me. I, I'm worth so much that Christ sent his son to die for me. But if I don't know that, if I don't remember that, I have nothing else to do but to accept the lies of the devil. The second piece of, uh, uh, that we must wear is the breastplate of righteousness. The, the breastplate is important because the devil attacks us and the things 
that he attacks us with penetrates the heart. The breastplate protects our heart and ensures God's approval of us being his children. God's approval and love for us was shown. It was shown in the fact that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we must not let the devil have access to our hearts by denying or doubting the approval of our father as his own because of situations and circumstances. Well, if we, if we look at that, we understand that just think about times where things happen and, 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 and you let situations and circumstances make you feel like, well, you know, I know they say that Christ died for me, but I just don't, I just don't think that, 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 that me, myself, that I can make it up there. Cause I just, I didn't got too far away. I didn't did too much. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cause myself too much harm. I didn't did so many things that this says don't do in the Bible. And those people that were in church told me that I just, I didn't went too far for me to come back. Well, no, 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 no. That breastplate, when you put on that, that breastplate, it covers that place that the devil has tried to scheme you out of feeling like you're not worthy of being one of God's own. Verse 15, it says, and with, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Verse 15, Paul gives us a third piece of equipment that is, is really powerful. The third piece is the shoes of peace. It's shoes. It's the shoes of peace that allows us to stand strong and proclaiming the good news to others along with our testimony. So look, the devil does not want you to share the good news. I've told you that you decommitted from living for him and now you are committed to live for Christ. And so as you uh, start living for Christ, you start understanding the good news of Christ and why it's so important that you share with others because that same good news is the good news that saved you. But not only just the good news, but you start wanting to share about your testimony and the things that, and telling people how good God has been for you and what he's done in your life and what he's, what he's shown you and how, he, how he's done so much for you and your family. Well, the devil does not want that. And so this piece of equipment gives us the peace to be able to share those things and share them without feeling any, any, any doubt or feeling any way because the devil has attacked us and told us not to do so. And if you're thinking about, well, how does he do that? Let's think about this. Have you ever been timid to tell someone else how good God has been? Have, have you ever been in that moment where, and I've been there, have you ever been in that moment where it was like you felt a tug that you wanted to tell him, you wanted to tell him how God had been good, so you wanted to tell him about the good news, but you just felt that tug like, I, I don't know if I should tell him that. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know if I can really show or, or, or really tell them how good God is because I don't really know. Have you ever felt that way? Well, that was nothing but the devil. Let me tell you why I know it was nothing but the devil because why wouldn't you share with the next about who saved your life or who changed your life or who picked your life up and turned it around or who picked you up when you were down? Why would you not want to share that? Mark 5, 19 through 20, Jesus tells a man that he had just casted demons out of. Go home, and go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Verse 20 says, so the man went away and began to tell in the, the capitalist, that is the 10 cities, how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. 
Psalms 22, 22 says, I will declare your name to the people. In the assembly, I will praise your name. Right there in Psalms 22, 22, that's David in this chapter. He was he, he had been uh, delivered by God in private of despair. He had been delivered by God in private. So not just those things that you that people see that you're delivered by, but it's those same things that when you're at home and God has delivered you from something that you should go and tell somebody else because God has been too good for you to hold on to that. Listen, don't be afraid and don't let the devil make you believe that your testimony is not worth sharing. Because listen, in order to have a testimony, you had to have a test. And the passing of that test through God is always worthy because you are the first to go through that test and you share how God delivered you will help the next know who to go to and who to commit to for that same deliverance that delivered you. Listen, don't think that your testimony is not worthy. Wear the shoes of peace that gives you the peace to share the good news of who saved you, but also the testimony of what God and how God has been so good to you. Verse 16, he says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, the shield of faith. The shield of faith protects us from the arrows that are thrown by the devil. Well, the devil arrows, he throws these arrows to attack us in those same situations and circumstances that come our way. And, and, and when life gets tough, when things happen, and even when we do things, he throws those arrows in us to knock us down. He throws those arrows in us to, to, to keep us from getting up and letting those situations and circumstances overtake us. The shield of faith protects us from that and allows us to look beyond the situation and circumstances, knowing that our Father is bigger than any situation and circumstances. Our shield of faith keeps our faith in knowing that if he did it before, he'll do it again. Same God right now, same God back then. It's that shield of faith that keeps us in the times when something has happened in our lives. Instead of us being insulted and tempted by the devil to do something, we wear that shield of faith. First John 5, 4, 4 and 5 says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that God is the son of God. Listen, we'll be victorious over our situation and circumstances by wearing the shield of faith. Verse 17, he says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Listen, this verse, the helmet of salvation when I think about a helmet in football, the helmet was for protection. The helmet that we wore in football was for protection. Well, the helmet of salvation protects our minds from the attacks of the devil that makes us doubt the Father and our salvation. The definition of salvation is the deliverance from sin and its consequences. Okay, so the helmet keeps us from allowing the devil to make us doubt that God can deliver and forgive us. So let me ask you this. How many times have you doubted God will forgive you of this or that? Or will he heal you or, or deliver you from this or that? If you have done that, let me let me tell you that that's in a time where you have to know that it's an indication that your helmet is not on. 
because it is a must that we wear that helmet. Psalms uh, 18 and 2 says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield or sovereign and the horn. The horn here symbols, the horn here symbolizes strength of my salvation, my stronghold. Listen, if you are feeling like and you're doubting God that he can't forgive you or he won't forgive you or he won't deliver you or something, it's only an indication that your helmet is off, that you have now lost protection and allowed the devil to make you doubt the one you believe in. Put your helmet on. You have to put your helmet on. Also in verse 17, we have the last piece of equipment that we must take and we must use. The sword of the spirit. Listen, this is the word of God. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. And it's a must that we keep this, but not just keep it. It's a must that we sharpen it. Now let's talk about this. This is the only weapon that we have. Let's make that known. This is the only weapon that we have to stand and fight this fight. And I don't know about you, but if you ever went to war, if you ever went into something with a dull sword, if you ever went into the kitchen and tried to cut something with a dull, with a dull sword, it does not cut through. It does not let you cut anything or use it for any good. What is the sword of the spirit? It's the word of God. This is the only weapon. Everything else that we talked about is protection. This is the first, remember that the first piece that we talked about was the belt of truth, all right? And we needed that because without the truth, we have nothing else to believe but the lies of the devil. Well, our sword that we're talking about is to fight those lies. What do you mean by fight those lies? Listen, Hebrews 4 and 12 says, for the word of God is alive and is active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. What did I just say we use this sword to? We use this sword to fight off the lies of the devil. So the sword that we're talking about, the word of God is so strong that it is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. What is the devil? He's a spirit. And so we are able to even use this sword against him. We have to use the word of God. We have to stand on the word of God when we are tempted by the devil. If we go to Matthew 4, 1 through 11, we learn that Jesus was even tempted by the devil. And this tempt was even to the extent of, devil, of the devil using the scripture to tempt. And so let's make a, that a point also that it's, it's so important that we sharpen our sword of knowing the word of God, because if we don't know it, the one that's lying to us could even be using the same thing that we're supposed to know to tempt us to do something that's not even in the context of what the scripture is for. You don't believe me? Let's go through Matthew 4, 1 through 11 real quick. It says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. The Greek for tempted can also mean tested by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. 
The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. But Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Verse five, then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. That is Psalms 91. Jesus answered, though, it is also written that do not put the Lord to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Verse nine, and all this I will give you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. Verse 10, Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. Listen, we must use our sword in the same way that Jesus used his sword when he was tempted by the devil. And the only way we can use that sword is if it's sharp enough to use. And the only way we sharpen this sword is by making sure that we are daily committed to not just living our lives for Christ and not knowing how to live our lives for Christ for ourselves, but also knowing that same word so our sword is sharp enough to use against attacks of the devil. And so verse 18, uh, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Paul in verse 18 encourages us that through all this, continue to pray. Stay in consistent communication with your father. One of the main points in the scripture is on all occasions, on all occasions, letting us know that we ought to always, whenever or wherever we are, pray. Does not matter where you're at. It does not matter who's around. It does not matter what situation or circumstances you are in. There's a way, and the way is to pray. Get in communication with the one that saved you. Stay in communication. And the lastly, in this in this verse, Paul encourages not just to pray for ourselves, but to pray for those we know, we do not know, the believer. And even a non-believer, pray for all. And so as we end this quick little Bible study, as we end this, let's understand that God has equipped us to live for Christ, to better ourselves, that we will be able to save others, but also equipped us to be victorious in our day-to-day -day battles in this evil world. So let us check off this daily list. Let us check it off daily. And the first way we check it off is, the first thing we check off is to wear the belt of truth. The second thing we check off is to wear the breastplate of righteousness. The third thing we check off is the shoes of peace that encourages us to share the good news in our testimony. The fourth piece we have to wear is the shield of faith. The fifth thing we have to wear is the helmet of salvation. And the sixth thing we have to wear is our sword of the spirit. Brothers and sisters, this is all done by committing our life to Christ. So today I declare that on today, each and every one of us will stand strong, equipped 
for victory given by our Father in heaven. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass this over to Jorian and he will lead us out. Once again, thank you for joining us for another Read, Pray, Share podcast episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Read, Pray, Share. We appreciate your time. We pray it was a blessing in totality. And we're looking forward to walking this journey with you. Until next time, continue to do what we always say. That's read, pray, and share. Peace.